0: Wow, Um, welcome to this, another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, specifically episode number 34. Tried to get as close to an emergency pod out as as possible, but with school and everything was kind of tough, but we got one out here right now. We also have a special guest joining us a little bit later, but first we got to get everyone's opinions on this. Frank Lampard, after we just named the top five managers that we would want to replace him with last episode has now been sacked by Chelsea. Um, It is official, they had it on their social medias as well, that he is gone. He's leaving after a run of five defeats in his last eight Premier League matches. And now we find out that former Paris Saint-Germain manager Thomas Tuchel is going to be coming in and taking his place at Stamford Bridge. Um, Very big. (laughs) Um, As we know, obviously we knew Frank Lampard was on the edge of his seat um, and it turns out that he is now gone. Um, you know, after this with Chelsea, some words from Chelsea players I have, or just one, uh, I, or no Tiago Silva and Tammy Abraham. I have a role model, a great mentor and a great manager. Thank you, Gaffer. That was from Tammy Abraham. And I believe um, Tiago Silva also has words here um, as well. About Frank, he said in quotes, um, let's see, I would like to thank you for everything you and your committee have done for me since the day I arrived. As I told you, it seemed like we had been working together for 10 years. Thank you so much for everything. Legend. Um, Obviously, we know uh, Frank Lampard is a Chelsea legend, and now he will go down as a field manager for the club. Um, Alex, your initial reactions to this?
1: I mean, it's heartbreaking, um, obviously him being a club legend as a player, him coming in as a manager first season so promising, then obviously us putting so much faith in him that we go out and spend whatever $300 million um, in the transfer window because we believed in him so much, and he hasn't gotten the results done, we know Roman Abramovich is not a patient man, and it's really it's sad, you know, when I heard the news this morning I was very upset, I'm still kind of upset. Um, as much as, like, we were talking about the managers last time, we knew it could happen, like, it wasn't really, like, I didn't think it would actually happen, Um, so, like, when reality struck, it was kind of, like, shocking, Um, but, yeah, will this tarnish his legacy? I think it will a little bit, Uh, you know, as a Chelsea manager, obviously, you know, as a club legend, as a player, he was fantastic, but I think this obviously taints a little bit of uh, his reputation at Chelsea, and, you know, even Roman Abramovich had a few words to say about um, Frank Lampard on the statement that Chelsea put out, uh, saying that they were um, letting go of Frank Lampard. It was it was a it was a rare statement. Usually, Roman Abramovich doesn't comment. Um, usually, he just has the club put out a statement. And uh, he actually talked about Frank and how this won't diminish his uh, reputation at the club in the future. So, uh, definitely a difficult one. But you know, as uh, I saw Fabrizio Romano. Um, on Twitter, he was talking about how this has been a decision coming uh, for weeks. And uh, yeah, so it, it was bound to happen. It was a little bit interesting. I know Josh mentioned this to me this morning that it came right after a win. But the win is against Town, So it's not like really a, a win-win. Um, and obviously following the result uh, result uh, against Leicester as well. So it's it's disappointing, but I understand where management's coming from. It's just a very sad day for Chelsea fans in general.
2: I mean, yeah, you basically summed it up very well. I mean, everything you said is right. I mean, like we saw it coming; like we knew it was going to happen. Like it, it's inevitable. It eventually he was going to get sacked. I mean, unless he turned it around, but it was coming. But I, even I, even though we did do like the manager list earlier, I didn't think it was coming this fast. I thought obviously the report started a few weeks ago. I didn't think it would it would it would be this fast until he's actually out of there when we have a new manager. So I mean, that's kind of crazy. But especially considering there were some reports that uh, Chelsea wanted to have Frank Lampard stay on until the end of the season, and maybe that was just because the, uh, they couldn't have they didn't agree to any contract yet, and they said, "Okay, we'll go with Frank to the end of the season unless we can have someone come in mid season like Thomas Ducal. and I think. There's a lot to unpack, but it's really... And you can encompass it in a general statement. Frank Tuchel is going to come in, and he's been good with young players, and our team is very young and very promising, and I think he can help with that, which is, I think... And that's what the board wants. They want to get the best out of all the young players, especially... Obviously, they didn't fully sign him just for this reason, but especially for Werner and Kai, but... That's what he's—he's he's coming in to steady the ship and then try to pull us back towards top four. And I mean, if he doesn't perform, is it even—is it, was it even worth sacking Frank? Was it even worth not seeing if Frank could turn it around? But I mean, we'll see how that happens. But yeah, I mean, it is just kind of crazy. And but I don't think overall, I don't think it's actually going to tarnish his legacy at all. I mean, obviously, if anything, it would boost to his legacy because obviously, first season coming in transfer ban, lost Eden Hazard. He came in, got his top four with young players. And I mean, that's, that was a difficult task. And I mean, that—that—that that, that, if anything, that boosts it. Sure, he struggled and got sacked in the second year. But I mean, most fans should, if they don't, realize that he probably wasn't given enough time. He obviously, he barely had any off season to adjust to the new signings. Obviously, yes, he's had so far into the season. They haven't been performing. But I mean, if he had more time, he probably would have turned it around. But overall... I don't think it'll tarnish Frank's legacy. He did a great job while he was here. I appreciate him. It is sad to see him go, but it's a new age now. We have to welcome in Thomas Tuchel, and I think he'll come in and do well. But I mean, we have to see.
0: Yeah, and I mean, quick, quick thoughts here, just for, uh, from me, real quick. Chelsea did have a three-one win against Luton Town. We just got to mention it, um, and then we'll get right back to the Frank talk. 11th, 17th, and 74th minute goals from Tammy Abraham to get the hat-trick. Good teamwork from Calum Hudson-Odoi to Tammy Abraham on the goal. Chip by Reese James into the box for Tammy Abraham. Great goal as well. Kepa has another mistake. Surprise, surprise. We finally saw it. Um, and that was basically it. Chelsea controlled most of this game with the shots, with the possession, with basically everything. So we move on to the next round where we face Barnsley um, once again. Uh, if you don't if you, you know, remember the name, it is because we did face Barnsley recently in the Carabao Cup, um, and we were able to get past them pretty easily. Uh one of the easiest games I've seen from Chelsea this season. Um and that was a six 0 win with a Kai Havertz hat trick. And um, yeah, so that's my quick thoughts on there. So back to Frank. Um listen, my thoughts on it since Last last season, he played very well, um, or he coached very well as a manager. I think he turned this team around. He was able to give uh, young players like Rhys James and Tammy Abraham Fakao Tamori, who, by the way, is now in AC Milan. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that. I know we mentioned it like rumored and, and confirmed, but yeah, he is with the team now. But he gave them all chances on the pitch, Mason Mount especially, and we've seen that those have paid off. So his first season for Chelsea, I really loved what he did. And after we signed all of these people um, with great amount of money, you see Timo Werner and obviously Kai Havertz, the top spenders. It's just he didn't know how to play them well. I mean, he tried different things. He put Werner on the wing. He sat them for a bit when they when they were playing very badly. And you could just tell. Uh, I put out a tweet saying that Timo Werner missed the missed penalty and he just has no confidence and you can just tell. And Lampard kind of did that uh, to him. I'm not going to give him directly his fault, but I mean, it partly is his fault. Um, so this season, it completely changed my feelings on Lampard. And it, it is devastating because he was a Chelsea legend and this will now mess up every time he comes to the bridge. We know he failed as a manager. Um, about the timing, wise, I yeah, I did not expect it to come after a win. Alex just kind of mentioned that I said that. Um, Peter also said, "I agree with you, Peter." I did not expect it to come this early. I thought it'd be later, maybe even towards the end of the season. Uh, heading into next season, was Tuchel the right option? I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, hopefully, he uses them well. You know, Alex and I were kind of going over it pre pre recording here on this emergency podcast and. It kind of does fit. He is German. Uh, he is a German kind of legend, um, as you could say. Uh, obviously, he had time coaching Christian Pulisic. Um, he had time coaching Thiago Silva, and he's able to communicate um, with Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. So, hopefully, he can figure them out. So, you know, now looking a little more in depth into it, you can kind of see that it, it could be a good thing. Um, to bring in Thomas Tuchel he was obviously number two on our list so we actually made you know last time with uh, Nagelsmann at number one obviously that man's in a job right now Tuchel is not so we went we wanted someone who could come in right when Frank was done and that is why we went for Thomas Tuchel so we'll have to see it's a new day um, new age whatever you want to call it and we have Thomas Tuchel now as our Chelsea manager
1: Yeah, like you mentioned, Josh, there's definitely some connections there. Obviously, Silva was at PSG with Tuchel. Um, He was at Dortmund when uh, Christian Pulisic was rising up, and he gave him a chance. Um, And obviously, German with the Kai Havertz and Timo Werner connection there maybe will help them get a little bit more confidence. But not my favorite hiring. Um, But, you know, hopefully I'm proven wrong. And maybe Thomas Tuchel. We know he's very gifted tactically um just managerial wise is he the right fit for Chelsea that'll be left to be seen um the rest of the season and in the future it's going to be interesting to see how he you know fixes the situation is he going to go with all these younger players that Frank has really brought through like Reese James Mason Mount etc um or is he going to go more on his own route and uh, so we're just going to have to see what happens there um, and see what kind of players he likes in the system. Um, just a little piece that I think, I think Jorginho might get some more minutes under Tuchel, um, just because I think he fits his tactical style slightly better than some of the other players that we have. Watch out for that one. I think that might be a surprise that we start seeing under Tuchel. Um, but besides that, hopefully he does well. Announcement should probably be coming right about when this episode's coming out. Um, I'm guessing, you know, a few hours from now is when they said that's when this episode will be out. So, I mean, hopefully everything goes smoothly and uh, let's see what happens.
2: I just want to add to that. Uh, you mentioned Jorginho. I also think Rüdiger will get more playing time too because he was another, uh, obviously Jorginho and Rüdiger were both uh, targets of PSJ World. Tuca was there. And I think, I think both of them are going to get... S- gonna have a chance to get into the starting lineup maybe rudiger might even play over zuma if duke likes what he sees but uh, i definitely think you might be seeing more of both of those players who have really been at, kind of at the bottom of the pecking order under frank lampard
0: all right well i guess you know we'll we'll move on now um towards hopefully a good game in thomas duke's first game at chelsea chelsea versus wolves that'll be at 1 p.m here on the east coast um, 1 p.m. on Wednesday, getting this episode out a little earlier, too. We were going to put this out Wednesday morning before the game, and you know we, we thought we, we got to get it out now that Frank is um, not the manager of Chelsea anymore. So that'll be 6 o'clock for all you British viewers. Um, lineup prediction, right? We, maybe Tuchel does something different, but I think he'll do something similar to Frank because he doesn't know the players that much right now. So I have a nice, easy 4-3-3 with PSG, his most recent club that he managed with. Um, he went with four four two a lot. Remember, they have different players, and they're able to coach a different way. Um, obviously, one of the best players in the world, Kylian Mbappe, um, he he has he has the ability to coach, and that's why I think we might be seeing also Timo Werner a lot at striker more, which I would hope for because I don't like him on the wing. I didn't like him on the wing with Frank, so if he's able to put him at striker, a speedy striker, kind of like not comparing him directly to Kylian Mbappe, but. You know, a similar player in the aspects of their speed, then hopefully he'll be able to do that. But a little preview to my lineup I have Abraham at Stryker. Anyway, goalkeeper, Edward Mendy, and my, let's see, we'll go, I'll go center backs first. Uh, you know, Frank went with Rudy Girl a little bit recently. I have Kurt Zuma and Tiago Silva in there.
2: For me, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I'm not sure if Dugo is actually going to be able to coach on wednesday but i'm making this lineup assuming that he can so i i mentioned it earlier about how i feel like he might favor rudiger obviously frank has been for some reason i think that's going to continue i feel like Kepa might also get some playing time uh, because Duco might want to evaluate him and see what he's with obviously i hope that doesn't happen but it could but i don't have that in my lineup i have mendy Diego silva and antonio rudiger
1: yeah, so I'm going to go with um, Rudiger and Silva, obviously Mendy and Ned as well. Um, I don't think Zuma will be starting. Uh, just a sneaky suspicion. Like Peter mentioned, I'm not sure how is going to be really involved at all, if he is. Um, so that it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think, like Josh mentioned also earlier, he's going to stay pretty similar to what Frank did. He doesn't really know what's going on yet. I'm going to go Rudiger-Silva at the center-back positions, and then at the fullbacks, I'm going to go um, Reese James and Ben Chilwell. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with those two for my fullbacks.
2: Yeah, I agree. Reese James, Chilwell, they're going to be the fullbacks. I think Ducal is probably going to play the best players and see how they play, or at least the players he wants to evaluate the most, uh, play. So I definitely think Reese James and Ben Chilwell would be the fullbacks.
0: Fullbacks for me, Ben Chilwell, Reese James as well onto my midfield. I, th- I have no idea. I don't really know the updates with N'Golo Kante. Hopefully, he'll be back this week. I think Frank was saying he could come back this week uh, when he was manager. So, um, I have N'Golo Kante at the center, uh, or the um, defensive midfield position. And then, uh, I'm going to, yeah, Kante at the defensive midfield, then at kind of the center mid position, Kovacic. And then, I think Mason Mount will get the start at the um, attacking midfield position.
1: Um, so I don't think N'Golo Kante is going to be back. I mean, he's going to be available, I think. I'm just not sure if he's going to start. So I'm going to have Kovacic in that defensive midfield role, um, along with Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. Uh, Mason Mount sitting a little bit deeper. And Kai Havertz gets his start um, under Thomas Tuchel.
2: I think we're going to see a uh, start by Jorginho. I said it with Rudiger, and I think it's staying it with Jorginho. Obviously, this is assuming Tuchel can manage if he can't. I'd assume probably Kovacic would play in there, but I think if Dukla does manage, it's going to be Jorginho next to a mount as kind of playing deep a bit, and then Havertz starting there as a 10. And I'll move on to my attackers. I definitely think Polisic will be there on the left wing, obviously played under Dukul at Dortmund. I think he'll get probably start the majority of the games. And I think Hekim uh, Ziyech will play out on the right. And I think... Most definitely Timo Werner will play up top.
0: Um, I think after the hat trick with Tammy Abraham, I'm going to have him starting at my striker. Uh, and then Christian Pulisic at the left wing, CHO at the right wing. Still waiting to see Z-ish, uh at the right wing, but I think CHO isn't playing well, so I have him starting there.
1: Um, for me, I'm gonna go Abraham up top. I'm gonna go Ziek on the right hand side, and I'm gonna go C H O on the left hand side. And uh, thinking about Werner on the left hand side, but maybe that mistake will go away from now on. But uh, Tammy Abraham's in form, three goals against Luton Town. Hopefully, he can translate it in the Premier League. Um, and I believe that's it. So we'll go to our score predictions now. I'm gonna go. Usually, when a new manager comes, you know, we want to impress. All the players want to impress. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Chelsea win. I think Chelsea's going to fight hard. Uh, We're going to see a little bit of a bounce back, and hopefully we beat this Wolves team, who's obviously very talented, um, but I think we have a little bit more talent. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Chelsea.
2: This one is tough because this is the hardest one to predict because I have no idea who's starting, what formation we're playing, what tactics we're going to have. So I'm just going to say we're going to, 2-2 draw I really have no idea it could it could really be it could be 1-0 2-0 2-2 1-2 it could really be anything but I think we're talented but Wolves also are pretty talented and I think it'll be a 2-2 draw
0: 2-1 win for Wolves Uh, I have no hope right now and that is why they are going to win this game um I'll just name the stuff now. Go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Alex has or Alex and I uh, have game updates and our episode tweets on there. And then wherever you're listening, please subscribe, drop a five star rating and review. Really helps us out. And um, share with one friend, share with friends and family. Be sure to share on your social medias, especially on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Also go follow talk uh, the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook. That's the New York Giants American Football Podcast. That Alex and I do. Uh, Peter's been on there before, so go check it out. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, uh, subscribe to us also, the the Giant Take Podcast on all podcast platforms. I think it's time to go to our interview. Um, We'll have another episode sometime in the near future. I'm trying to look and see what's going on here. Yeah, we'll probably have one uh, later this week as we play. Burnley on Sunday but that's not what we're talking about right now we're talking about Frank Lampard and also the Chelsea versus Wolves game so we'll go to our interview right now very special guest now joins us he's a writer for absolute chelsea and city extra and whatever you whatever else you you know you, know, you want to put in i know you're right for a few other sources as well so you can let us know um why am why am how's it going today you sent me a message earlier this morning uh sending your condolences to 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 me as you know a chelsea fan and now since frank is gone you actually also sent me a message a few days ago when we set this up saying Hope Lampard isn't shown the door before Tuesday, um, which is when we were supposed to record this. But now we're here on Monday, and um, it seems to be all over. So, you know, your initial reaction to the news and uh, how you doing today?
3: Hi, Josh. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for having me here. I feel the writing was on the wall for Frank. I think uh, it was finally defeated in the last eight league matches for Frank, and uh, the form wasn't going good. I think since the Man City defeat Chelsea reportedly looking for placements for him and uh, uh, there was constant speculation about his future and it was really a matter of when, not if he was to be shown the door because we all know with Chelsea how ruthless they are with managers and um, yeah, pretty devastated because although we knew it was gonna happen sometime soon, but the reports said he might be getting time to end end of the season, but um Yeah, it's just shocking and really appalling to see the board being so ruthless, but on their own, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a Chelsea fan, it's been, you know, it's it's really sad to see Franco, obviously, all he's done for the club as a player. And, you know, we're discussing this. Do you think it kind of tarnishes his legacy at Chelsea? Um, You know, obviously being sacked as a manager, or is it kind of? you know, it, it'll all be forgotten in a few years and he'll be back to, you know, Frank Lampard as a player.
3: I feel it's kind of in the middle because um, as a player, of course, he's won loads of silver with the club and he's won almost every, everything with the club, but I feel the, the, the summer overhaul that the club went, uh, bringing in the likes of Kai Havertz, Singapore, they're really, really young players. Frank has taken a really young squad and he is still in a really young stage in his managerial career, so the pressure was on him. He was, look, he knew what he was going into when he took the job at Chelsea. And um, though he had his good moments, I mean, he was flying in November. They were being killed as title challengers at the start of November, December. But I don't really feel it, it, it will damage his legacy at the club, to be honest, because the fans love him. He's Chelsea in and out. I feel... Um, it was just—it was not Frank. It was just the fact that he was at Chelsea, where they're really, really, really cruel cool and ruthless with the managers. So he was just a victim of the Chelsea organization, to be honest.
0: Um, and then obviously now we see that Thomas Tuchel is going to be coming in, and he's going to be the manager
3: for at least the rest of
0: this season. You know, we have no idea how long that will be, but you hope it's the future. Um, obviously his most recent uh, time coaching was with PSG. Um, and now we see him step in with Chelsea. Any players you think getting bigger roles? We mentioned Jorginho. Um I think Alex. you mentioned Jorginho. I mentioned Timo Werner um, might get some more, you know, minutes for for Chelsea. Anyone else that kind of stands out to you?
3: I feel uh, the Tuchel appointment is really interesting because uh, it, was, it was recently reported that the uh, the, the boardroom were looking for some, a manager who was uh, who had his building roots in the German league. So he could get the best out of likes so of Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, to be honest. And um, uh, despite, I mean, Timo Werner has not been benched. He's been playing a lot. He's just not on his feet in the Premier League. He said that he's been struggling with the tackles and the challenges. And Kai Havertz has obviously been struggling with COVID issues. But uh, the Tuka appointment will really help bring the best out of Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, if I'm being honest. And yeah, it's just, uh, look, Tuchel's got a brilliant CV. Absolutely fantastic. He did a brilliant job at Dortmund and at um, PSG, but he got them to the Champions League final last season. But, um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how the German lads react to his appointment.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there was rumors about Nagelsmann, Allegri, other managers who might have been interested. Obviously, Nagelsmann, um, they're saying he was going to have to stay till the end of the season at Leipzig. Um, and obviously, we need a little bit of a quicker... Uh, manager to come in and, you know, fix the situation. Obviously, Chelsea really hoping for top four this season, at least. So I'm not the biggest Tuchel fan at PSG. I thought he kind of just didn't handle the pressure as well. Um, I thought, you know, at Dortmund, obviously, with Christian Pulisic, actually, at Chelsea, um, really helped bring him through there at Dortmund. So there's a lot of connections there between the Chelsea squad and Tuchel. I'm just not sure um, if his style is going to fit the Premier League. Um, obviously a tactically very brilliant manager, but do you think his adapt? Uh, he's going to be able to adapt to the Premier League easily or do you think it's going to be a struggle um, like some other managers we've seen who've come from abroad?
3: So, firstly, I think uh, the thinking behind Tuchel appointment was that Chelsea need to finish in the top four this season. They need someone to bring more out of this group of players who just spent heavily on in the summer and um, they're there's been a contradiction of reports actually as to how long Cico is going to be given his contract, but um, I mean any any foreign manager coming into the Premier League knows that it's the most talented league in the world, and they're going to have to adapt to the demands of the Premier League. But um, with his CV I and mean, with his past experiences, I and mean, he knows the lads, he knows the likes of Albert, Timo Werner, and as Alex said, Kristen Pulisic. So. It won't be so bad. It'll be, inter- it'll be really interesting to see how he adapts to the Premier League and how his, how his tactics work at the club. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see how he gets on.
0: And now moving on to Wolves, um, you know, Chelsea's next opponent. It's going to be a tough one, obviously. Um, they're they're kind of struggling as well, so they're not as good as former opponents that we've played uh, of recently in the Premier League. Um, obviously, Frank losing the last few games did not help him. Um, and that, and that is why he obviously got sacked. But Man City, Leicester City, um, they're a little bit better, let's just say, than Wolves. So you know, going into this game, what do you see? You know, in there, in in Chelsea's attack that we've kind of seen recently, obviously against Luton Town. Um, do you see Tammy Abraham kind of getting the start up there, striker, and then you know, surrounding him? We haven't. I, I mentioned earlier, we haven't seen. Um, you know Ziesch much? We kind of seen CHO take over the right, uh, right wing, right wing role recently. Um, so you know, do you see Ziesch maybe coming back in there with Tuchel, or do you see CHO kind of taking over for now on?
3: I feel following uh, the loot and then I think likes of Tani Brendon, and and have at the start. He cannot leave likes of Atamboli and Brennan, uh, on the bench. And I think Zh, I think uh, his positioning in the Luton game is really interesting. There was one moment, uh, there was a spell in the game where he switched flanks with, with simplistic and he came on the left. Zh is probably the most senior attacker in uh, Chelsea's front line, and he's their chief and architect. I mean, Zh, there's there's no way Zh won't start. I feel, uh, but. I wanna say Team Award on and Kai Havertz will be starting because of that, because of the trust that Tuchel will place in them. But it's just really difficult to see past guys: Tami Abraham, Kalamatan, Hakim Ziak and Christian Pulisic starting because of the because of because on the basis of merit really, because they've been really fantastic in the past two games and uh, they deserve to start despite the, <clears throat> it'd be really interesting to see uh, what line of two Celtics us to be honest, in the Wolves game. Wolves aren't doing really well at the moment. I think they haven't won in the last six games. The the last victory was over Chelsea in December. And that was the last attack of the game. Pedro Neto scored a brilliant goal. So, Wolves can hurt Chelsea. Chelsea's defense is not um, is really lacking confidence at the minute. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the whole game.
1: So you're mentioning defensively Chelsea had been struggling. Um, in the Cup, obviously, Zuma was back, but in the previous games, we saw Rudiger line up again uh, with Thiago Silva. Do you think that's going to be something we see going forward a little bit more often um, and Zuma kind of getting put back onto the bench, or do you see Zuma obviously has played well so far kind of um, throughout the beginning of the season, slightly uh, has kind of fallen off a little bit as we gotten more recent, as most of the Chelsea squad has. Um, who do you see uh, partnering Tiago Silva back there um, against Wolves?
3: It was really interesting to see um, Antonio Rudiger against uh, Fulham and Leicester. He was really he was re- he was really good against Fulham, but I feel he was he was uh, kind of found out against Leicester with the likes of Barty, Madison, and um, Bobby Bonds, He couldn't keep up with them. I don't feel Antonio uh, Rudiger will be. Partnering Silva in the long term, I think Kurt Zuma will come back uh, in both game. Yeah, he played. Um, I mean, Antonio Antonio has been really good, and the fact that he's German and he knows Thomas Kupel may mainly, he gets more minutes down the season. But I don't see him starting against Wolves against the likes of Potence and Pedro Neto. And yeah, I, I think it will be Kurt Zuma. Uh,
0: and and then finally. Wolves versus Chelsea score prediction. We always give it before we we go to our interview. So, for me, I had 2-1 win for Wolves. I think, you know, in this first game for Tuchel, he might not be managing the club um meaning like with the lineup and stuff like that because he doesn't know the players as well and yeah. since this first game, you know, with the club, I would think, you know, it doesn't go as well as we as we hope. So, what, you know, what is your score prediction for this one?
3: I'm going to go Wolves. Chelsea now. I really can't see Chelsea. I really can't see Chelsea breaking Wolves down at the minute, and they're really lacking confidence. I mean, uh, a new a a new manager may bring in a change of fortune. You know, they may spring a spice or two. But uh, Wolves know how to hurt Chelsea, and I feel it will be a comfortable evening for Wolves to be honest. Although Wolves still Chelsea now.
1: Bayam is a writer for Absolute Chelsea and City Extra. Thanks so much for coming on today.
3: Yes, guys, i was good though.
0: Once again, that was our interview with Viom. Um. We thank him for joining us. Uh, we thank you for listening. Um, and obviously, wherever you're listening, please follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. I already mentioned it before the interview, but I'm mentioning it again. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to it by five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're able to um, listen. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We will see you next time for another Talking Blues episode. I know there was a little bit of audio difficulty. Uh, we apologize for that. But thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.